yesterday we read this story in Gemara, which sounds very cryptic, very strange. Rab and Avzeira have a party together and put him. And in the middle of the meal, Rava gets up and shechts Ravzira. And after he shechts Ravzira, the next day he davens and he resurrects him. And the next year, Rava again invites Ravzira to have a party together. And Ravzira's response is, miracles don't happen every day. So uh, we had many questions about the story. The obvious one is, how can we see Rava kill Ravzira? Rabbah, we know from Tanya, we know from the Gemara, that Rabbah was a Benini, never done anything wrong in his life. So how could it be that he was guilty of any trace of murder? And the commentaries give various reasons. Some say it's just this story is only Kabbalistic. We rejected that explanation because if it's only Kabbalistic, how come the Gemara brings this as a support for the ruling of Rabbah? Rabbah says, this, Rabbah said before in this same Gemara, that a person is obligated to drink on Purim until he cannot distinguish between blesses Mordechai and curses Haman. So it, the Gemara brings this as a support for this. So it seems from the Gemara's, uh, the way the Gemara presents this story, this is a, a brought as a proof this is the way things are done. Instead of it being just a Kabbalistic uh, story like other stories in Gemara, like the story of Rabbi Rab- 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 many of those stories are just parables. This story clearly cannot be just a parable. We wrote the explanation of Sam Sefer, who says that Rav, uh, Rabbah was, um, uh, fr- was born in Mazel Madim. He was born in a, in a zodiac where there are murderers that are born. We said, okay, that, that, that doesn't take all your free choice. You may have some kind of uh, tendencies that are, the Gemara says, if you're born in that, with that tendency, you should come as Shechet. Use, use it out for, in a positive way. So, so clearly, Rabbah, we cannot say he was overwhelmed by his nature and therefore he committed murder. We cannot say that. We brought other explanations, and, and the bottom line where we have uh, reached is that the story must have happened in a simple sense. And we also see this from the Ran and the uh, Ben Ephraim and the Balamoyer, who all bring this story actually to prove you're not supposed to drink and put him that much. We see they, they prove from the story that you see what happens when you drink too much, and so therefore they prove they, they clearly understood the story in its simple sense. So, although the Allah doesn't follow their opinion, but we see from the way that they understand the story that they clearly heard the story as something that happened in the real, in the real way. We have the Marsha who says that this story doesn't mean literally he actually killed him, it just he made him drink too much and then he almost uh, died, but that doesn't uh, sound that consistent with the conclusion of the Gemara that he davened to resurrect him. Um, we have the Ryavitz who's saying it looks like he killed him, he actually killed him, but if he had to dive into resurrect him, he must have actually not, not, not have been alive. And anyway, even if you say that they, he just was being a little bit of a uh, heavy drinker and he was heavy-handed on, on, on his pouring the drinks, you, you cannot say this about Rabba. That's still damaging and hurting another person. And we cannot say about Rabba, that Rabba would be guilty of such a, a grave thing. So we're left with the, the following. We're left with that Rabbah must have caused Ramzera to die. No other way to explain it. And we're trying to understand how that's, how that's possible. How could Rabbah have done that? So to explain this, we brought down the Erechayim HaKadosh, who talks about the passing of Nadav and Avihu. What he says is, is that Nadav and Avihu, although they actually um, 
were great tzaddikim, the Gemara says that they went into the Beis HaMikdash drunk. So the Ura Chaim says, period, that their passing was, was, pure, was purely because they wanted to be closer to Hashem. He uses a lot of beautiful adjectives. Um, with love and, and closeness and pleasantness and attachment. Their souls just want to be close to Hashem and that's how they passed away. That's what the Erechaim says. And based upon this, we could interpret their drinking means that they were drunk on Torah. They wanted to get so close to Hashem, and therefore they went deep in the Torah, and they, and they, and they felt the light of Torah and the deeper parts of the Torah in a way that overwhelmed them. Okay. The problem, though, is, as we're going to see now, is that there's a simple translation of the Pasuk as well. And how is that consistent with this Erechaim? Let's go. Vihine, one page 180. Vihine Pashut. You with me? It's obvious this explanation that they drank wine and they were drunk before they entered the temple. And we're explaining this means that they were, they were learning, learning the, the wine of Torah. We're obviously not trying to say that didn't happen literally. Because it says clearly in the Torah, After this, the Torah commanded the Jewish people, do not drink too much wine. Before, do not drink wine before entering the temple. The Moshe Rabbeinu issued a command which is supposed to be understood in its simple sense that every word in the Torah cannot be extrapolated, cannot be extricated from its simple meaning. So it has to first and foremost mean do not actually drink wine before you enter the temple. You must say the Nadav Naviu also drank wine physically. So why do they do that? What does that mean? So what this means is like this. So, so we have now two explanations. They actually drank wine and they drank the wine of Torah. And what does that mean? What's going on? Why are they drinking to wine while they're drinking the wine of Torah? What's going on? Another view, their drinking wine in a simple sense was connected with their, tri- with their revelation of the wine of Torah. Like the Shalah writes, The Shalah says we find that many great tzaddikim they used to drink a lot of wine at, at big fabrengans, big meals, they would drink lots of wine. Why they do drink lots of wine? Says the Shalah. They had intent for the sake of heaven. By them drinking lots of wine, they were in very uh, good moods. And they were able to say words of Torah, and it was able to flow twice as much than they usually were able to, to, to uh, reveal. When the Chacham is so... The joy that Talmud Chacham has causes him to reveal secrets of Torah. With the great joy that Talmud Chacham has, this causes his mind to get stronger, and then he's able to reveal deeper, deeper wisdom. When wine comes in, the secrets come out. Through drinking wine, the words of Torah can now exude which the words of Torah call the secret. So the Talmud Chacham is able to 
really bring out the words of Torah because of his wine. V'chein, it's not the Maviyu, Shaykudeshim Yisim B'Yisim. So too, not the Maviyu were incredibly holy. As Meish Rabbeinu said about them, they were greater than me and greater than you are. Krevi HaKadosh Kanal. That Hashem said about them, I will be sanctified by those who are close to me. They were extraordinary holy people. By them drinking so much wine, the secrets of Torah were revealed in them until they reached a state of Klesa Nefesh. By the way, don't try this at home, folks. Rebbe says in the Purim that a person should be careful not to drink more than four Lachaims unless they're over the age of 40, and even then, there are, if, if you know that, that the wine will prevent you from doing a mitzvah or bring it to a good, not good place, you shouldn't drink. And you now can explain that this is also the meaning of Rabzera's passing. We said Rab, Rabba went and shechted Rabzera. What does that mean? So the Marsha says, it's similar to what the Marsha says. The Marsha says they tried, made him drink too much. He got sick and he almost died. The reason Abzera died wasn't because Rabba told him to drink more and he couldn't handle it. Stop, Rabba, don't make me drink too much. And he, no, no, you got to drink. That wasn't what happened. What happened really was, is that Rabba was drinking wine. And because he was drinking wine, he was able to reveal so much more Torah. And he revealed to Abzera such incredible revelations of Torah that Abzera's neshama I say more, his heart, his, his neshama was touched by the words of Torah that he just had this attachment to Hashem, this soul left his body. No shuv. He was overwhelmed. He, he couldn't have a shuv. He was. How come he got a uh, get out of jail free card, but the other guys from the parkers didn't? Well, he was th- revived, right? He was revived. Well, well, think about this. He he didn't do this to himself. Rabba did it to him. Rab revealed so much terror to him, he was overwhelmed. Rabba brought him into the parties. So he had no idea that the, What happened the next year? The next year? Let's finish the whole thing and we'll see. Year. What about the actual wine? So you had to see the actual drunk wine too. Like, Nazareth also drank wine. And Nazareth actually passed away. It's not like the other commentaries say that he just fainted. That takes away the simple meaning of the Gemara. The Gemara is saying, halachic. Halachically, you have to drink wine and put and then brings the story. It must be an actual story. Rabzir must have actually passed away. We must say that he actually passed away. And that's why he pointed to Rabbeinu Ephraim, who looks at the story and he says, This is a proof you shouldn't drink too much wine and put him. This is the story that the Gemara is bringing to say that it actually happened. And therefore, he says the Gemara is actually bringing the story to prove the opposite. So although we don't pass in like Rabbeinu Ephraim, we hold you're supposed to drink on Purim more than you usually do. However, there is still something um, that has to be explained. Uh, Reb Zera drank, and Reb Zera, and the Shana left his body. So we're saying that both things happened. Because they drank, they were able to, to reveal more secrets of Torah, and this revelation of Torah was something that overwhelmed the Neshama of Zeta. It caused the Neshama to leave his body. We're talking about something which is so pure, something which is so incredible. It's, it's amazing that you read the Gemara on the, the surface, you, you, the impression you get is like, like just like, like you, start, you start laughing when you read the Gemara. It's like, like ludicrous. What, what, ludicrous. What's going on? And here the Rebbe tells us what, what, what the purity of what's going on over here. Rabbi Zeta's Neshama left his body because the experience of Rabbi revealing Teretim. Sharp 
Huh? Sharp insight. Just sharp contrast to, to the simple meaning. It makes the tear look dark without, without this. Now can understand there was not a trace of murder over here, Hasashal. The death of Rabzeira was only because his soul left his body because of an incredible feeling seeing the secrets of the Torah. Now can understand why the Gemara says they both got drunk. Both of them got drunk. It sounds like both of their drinking is what caused Rabzir to die. If it was only Rabba get, getting so drunk, it should have said Rabba got drunk. Why is it they both got drunk? Because this was not just, just something that Rabba did. Rabzir participated in this as well. Because he reached a state of spiritual drunkenness, of Kloisan Nefesh, where his soul yearns to leave his body. Rabba facilitated this, but Rabzir was a part of it. This is the meaning of the story. Rabba and Rabzir made a party on Purim together and they got drunk. What this means is, their intent of drinking was they should reach what the Shalah says to do. That when they would drink and they would forbring, they should reveal the wine of Tera. Raze Tera. By them drinking on Purim, they reach the deepest secrets of the Torah to the extent that we, we can describe these secrets of the Torah as Ad Yoda. By the way, the Rambam says that um, that you're supposed to drink on Purim and you fall asleep when you after you've drink drunk, and when you sleep, then you don't know. So the Rebbe connects us. With the, the, with the words of the Rambam about prophecy. A prophet also, when he gives Nevoah, he, 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 uh, he first falls into a slumber in order to have this prophecy. Only Meish Rabbeinu is unique, but all other prophets, the first type of prophecy is that you fall into some kind of slumber. So this idea of falling into a slumber, people of Tardema, is kind of like what Rabbi Rav Zerah wanted to reach. They wanted to get to a state which is beyond their regular, conscious, rational minds and get deeper, go beyond themselves. Adloyota to experience Yiddishkeit in a way that's beyond their seichel, like that's what Purim is about. So they did, both did this; they both participated. But only Reb Zera had a soul leave his body. Why didn't Rabbi have a soul leave his body? That time, the reason is Rabbi had a much greater, more expansive brain, expansive mind. Rabbi was able to handle the tremendous revelation of the secrets of Torah. That's what the word Rabbi means. And Rabzeir couldn't. The word Rabba means greatness, and Zera means smallness. The word Zera comes from the word Zeira, which means small. So Rabba had an incredible keli, incredible vessel. So this revelation of, of Hashem, they say by the, by the musician Magid, that he once gave, gave a, a uh, teaching of Torah, and already when he started saying the word of Torah, Rabmelech and Rabzusha were, were going crazy. Rabmelech threw up, and Rabzusha did the somersault. They, 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 could, they couldn't handle this revelation. But, by this revelation, he says he was just standing there, regular. Perhaps it's the same idea, I don't know. But the, the, the altar had a greater vessel to handle revelation of Torah that, that was being received. I don't know. But either way, this is clearly what happened to Rabbi Ramzeira. Rabbi had a, 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 
and a very great keli. I mean, for us, to, just for a second, the difference between a small keli and a big keli is an adult and child is the same thing. A child, is, his brain is small. He only can see one perspective of something. Therefore, a child gets easily overwhelmed. The child starts, child starts to cry if he's missing a candy. Why? Because his brain only sees one thing, I want that candy. The adult has a broader mind. He can see there's just one candy. There's a lot of other things in life, and the adult may want the candy as well, but or other candies that the adult wants. The adult has a bigger mind, therefore it doesn't get overwhelmed by, by things that happen. So this is what happened to Rabbi of Zerah. Rabbi has a greater vessel, and therefore it's a trans-revelation, Rabbi is able to handle it, internalize it. But for Rabbi Zerah, this is something which is just incredible, and it's lifted him off his feet, and let him, his soul, Pasha, left his body. And therefore by Rabbi Zerah, this actually caused him, his soul left his body in its simple sense. Rabbi did not pass away because Rabbi was able to handle this. This will help us understand the wording of the Gemara. This is incredible. Listen to this. Eis Vach. Apitza Yishlema appears to come out of a shachla of If the meaning of the Gemara was that Rabbi was guilty of murder, it should have used the regular language of the Gemara. There's only time in the Gemara we find that when one person kills another person, we use the expression, he's shechted him. In our vernacular, we may use that, but we never find that in the Gemara. Why does the Gemara say the Rabbi shechted of Zer? Should have said Rabbi killed of Zer. The Gemara says the word v'shacha means to draw. That means the theme of shechita is when you shecht an animal, you cause the animal to be elevated to a higher space. By shechting the animal, the animal is now able to be uh, elevated to be consumed by a human being. The animal is now able to elevate, become elevated from the realm of the animal kingdom to the realm of the human. becomes part of the human being. So how is that accomplished? Through the Shechita. The Shechita allows the animal to ascend from its previous state of just being an animal to now becoming the state of a human. And that's the reason why we're allowed to shecht an animal, even though the Torah says you should always protect an, uh, an animal, not, not cause pain to an animal. So how can the Torah allow us to shecht an animal? And the answer is, is because we're not really hurting the animal. We're actually causing the animal to go to a higher place. In regards to what we're discussing over here. The meaning of Rabbi Shechtan and or making him drink more than he usually drinks, according to more than he could handle, according to the way the Mashach phrases this. What does this mean? The Rab elevated Abzera to a level which is way beyond him, incomparably greater than where he was before. By him revealing to him these secrets of Tera, which are way beyond what he could handle. Next, page, next column, way beyond what he could handle on his level. This brought him to actually pass away like another movie. There's two points over here. Number one is, The word shechita means he actually caused him to die. The soul left his body. He didn't just faint. He actually died. And at the same time, the word v'shachta doesn't mean he actually killed them. It was murder. It's not an idea of murder, God forbid. It's the opposite. In Rather, it's something very lofty is going on over here. He causes the Shama to leave his body. He caused him to have a similar experience to another That also explains the language of the Gemara. He arose in Shachta Rav Zera. Why have to? What, what does it mean? He arose in Shachta Rav Zera. It should have said he Shachted him. 
Why does it say he got up? And the answer is the meaning of Yisrael Birba says. The word kima means Rabbah ascended to a higher place than he was before. As we find in the Torah, the word Vayaka means someone has an elevated status. So Rabbah reached a higher level. He reached the level Adlayada. But regards to Rabbah himself, since he had very great vessels, even though he ascended to a much higher level, it did not cause him to lose his, to make his soul leave his body. However, in regards to Rabzera, so although Rabbi Rabzera was discussed her often, but when Rabbi went to this higher elevated state, so Rabbi could handle it. But for Rabzera, he couldn't handle it. It's caused Rabzera's Nisham to leave his body. Before, how could Rabbi do that? We learn from Nadav and Avi, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to leave your body. The Torah says you're supposed to leave, be in this world and live in this world. Hashem wants souls to be in the bodies. So, one explanation Rabbi says is Rabbi is talking to Rabzera. And he is thinking Rabzera and I, we're, we're, we're on the same wavelength. Isn't this amazing? This is really amazing. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, it's even more. Whoa, whoa. And so that, it's Rab Zayra got taken by the Rabbah's revelation of Taira to a place the Rabbah didn't expect him to go. That's Maybe one explanation. He did expect him to go. Maybe he decided that, you know, let me really just. That's a deeper explanation. Let's see that. Very good. Then we're going to say your explanation in a second. Or you could say, deeper explanation. Since the next day Rabbah was able to resurrect him, he could bring him back. So yes, Hashem wants souls and bodies. Okay, we'll do that tomorrow. We're only, gonna, only going to kill him now, but I'm going to resurrect him the next day. Haki's father, if he passed away, he gave the Haki in a dream. He says, a little death, but so much life. Anyways, so... Uh, <laughs> During Purim, when there's obligation to drink on Purim till Adalayada, so then he said, okay, it's a good time to die. After Purim, there's no obligation to go Adalayada, that's not supposed to go beyond, so then he resurrected him. That's Hashem's intent. But Purim is a special day, he's thought. And therefore, they went in in peace to the state of Purim, and yes, in Purim they went all the way, they went up to the Pardes, they went up to the orchard, okay, but they went out in peace. The next day he resurrected him. That's, it was more like dragging the dead body out of the parties and saying, don't worry about it, I'll get you, buddy. But, leave a man behind. But, but imagine <laughs> if you knew you could do that. Uh, and by the way, why do you wait till the next day? Well, if you shocked him, you should bring him back right away. Maybe he didn't realize that he was dead until the next day because he was still on that spirit. And the answer is, as the just said, it was because it's put him. Put him, supposed to go to a higher place. So the next day, well, the next day, we have to wake him up to say Krishna. But now it's, it's put him. <laughs> But according to this, you can also explain the next, the next part of the Gemara. The Gemara says that the next year, Rab and Rabzera, uh, again, Rab invites Rabzera, let's have a Purim together. And what did Rabzera say? Miracles don't happen all the time. <laughs> what, what do we see from this? What does this mean? Not only did Rabba not feel bad about what happened the previous year's Purim, on the contrary, he said, Rabzera, let's do this again. I'll do the same thing. I'll begin to get some nefesh. 
And I, yes, I know Hashem wants his souls and bodies. After Purim, we'll do the same thing again. I will resurrect you the next day, and it'll be great. You'll have Klesa Nefesh on Purim, and you'll do Hashem's intent and Hashem Begulf the next day. Or, another way you could explain it is, the Rabbi may have thought that Rabzeira may have ascended a little bit during the year, and now Rabzeira would have gotten used to these revelations of Teira, and then he's able to handle it. So either, either Rabbi thought it's a good idea and do it again, or Rabbi thought Rabzeira could handle it. And we're not, there's two, both explanations are plausible explanations. So Rabzeira responded to Rava, not every day the miracles happens. Yes, I would love to have Klesa Nefesh. Like Rabbi Kiva wanted to die. And therefore you want to have the Purim Suda with Rava. But he said, nevertheless, since Hashem's intent is to have a soul and body, he was afraid that after just Klesa Nefesh, he may not want to go back into a body. And who, who knows if Rabbi will be successful in making this miracle happen again, that Rabzeira's Neshama should again be revived. Because not every time this miracle happens. What's Allah? The Allah is... That you're supposed to drink on Purim Adal Yoda, and we're not afraid that negative things should happen. And this is also understood in regards to the spiritual meaning of Adal Yoda, that on, on Purim you're supposed to reach a state of Ba'ava, Tishka, Tamid, that to reach a state of Shikras, to lo- lose yourself. Because in Purim, a Jew is given the ability, every Jew is given the ability, everyone, to go beyond themselves, beyond their limitations on Purim, to fulfill. This, this drinking, to reach a state of dveikas to Hashem, to the secrets of Torah, which take you away from where you usually are, to leave yourself. And we're not afraid that this will lead you to be in a state of, uh, what's the word? Uh, animousness? A, 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 a way of separation from the world, a way of denial from the world. Hashem wants us to be in the world, but on, a, but on the contrary, through fulfilling this mitzvah and purim of adloyoda, that will add chayis, will add life to your service to Hashem throughout the year, You'll go in with peace and go out with peace. But again, the Rebbe says that uh, doesn't mean to, to drink in a way that's going to help prevent you from doing a mitzvah or questionably prevent you doing a mitzvah or if you're under 40, drink more than four l'chaims. But drinking according to, to these guidelines, although it's more than you're used to, we're still not afraid it's going to, any neg is going to happen. That's halacha. If terrorists says to do it, it must be where you do it. And bavosa, uh, so by going into the secrets of Torah and Purim and going to this higher place, it's going to actually enhance the uh, following Purim, as Friedrich says in another place, that through Adlo Yoda, the Yoda is different. When you reach a place beyond your Seichel, you lose yourself, that helps your Seichel, the, ne- the rest of the year, to function the way it's supposed to. Uh, to function a different way. Yoda is different in the Andrei. Okay, we'll stop here. Class tomorrow, uh, Not officially, but usually we have a class and ends up having a class in Purim. But we don't officially ever have a class. We end up always having a class. So, um, we end up. What's the short answer? The shorter answer is I'm going to feel guilty not having class tomorrow morning. I'm going to say, okay, of course I have a class. What time would that guilt be? 6 30.